Hey everybody, this is Taylor from Game Devs Quest, and we are just wrapping up the One Mechanic Game Jam 4. So this is your reminder to go on over to bit.ly forward slash omgjam4 and play all the games that were submitted. At the time of this recording, we have 18 submissions, but we have about 150 people signed up. So I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more rolling in later today. Additionally, we'll be streaming all of the games today, Monday, July 2nd at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So head on over to my stream, which is twitch.tv forward slash Taylord with a seven. That's spelled seven A-Y-L-O-R-D. And come hang out. We'll probably be going for most of the day because I'm assuming there's going to be quite a few submissions. Uh, but if you miss it, I'm going to have a VOD up uh, with all of the playthroughs. But otherwise, head on over to the Jam page, play all the games, Give everyone positive feedback, constructive criticism, encouragement. And even if you didn't finish a game, thanks to everyone who participated in the jam. We're looking forward to OMG Jam 5. Game Devs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast following two game dev scrubs into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. I didn't know if you were doing it or not, so I just sat there. Yeah, I know. I realized, like, oh, shoot, Taylor probably thinks he's going to be the star of the show. No, Uh, I know I'm not the star. No. You are the star, but I like to take all the glory at the start. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. Bro. Bro. How was your week? Uh, I missed you. I, I meant to like reconnect with you last week, but I had some stuff come up and couldn't record regularly, and then you're off doing other stuff, so it's like, eh, I guess we aren't recording. Oh, well, last week was uh, Alia's graduation, so that's why we didn't record on Monday last week. Absolutely. So had that whole thing go on. She's uh, she graduated. She still technically has to finish her dissertation and defend in August. But I guess if they tell you that you're walking at graduation, that's probably a pretty good sign. <laughs> uh, so we had that go on. That was pretty good. She was the graduate speaker, which was really nice. cool. Yeah, I was really proud of her. Um, so she spoke in front of, I don't know, thousand people or something for her department and uh yeah it made it feel much more real that like wow she is almost done with school which like i've been talking about that forever it feels like you know people are always asking especially like because i've started a couple new jobs since since she was still in school like since we got married and everything and everyone's always like well what is your wife doing i'm like oh you know she's still in school she's getting her phd she'll be graduating in a couple years now it's like wow yeah it's it's almost real um so we got some interesting life choices ahead of us which um are exciting and also terrifying but more to come on that that's awesome yeah so that was cool um we sat out in the hot sun for like two hours which was kind of crazy i was like exhausted afterwards 
Dude, um, the sun takes it out of you, man. I know. Yeah, so that was pretty rough. But it was pretty good. Um, what else happened? I can't even hardly remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much outside of that. It's just been the, the standard stuff that I always do, you know, streaming. And uh, we got the Steam Summer Sale going on, which has been cool. Mm-hmm. Picked mm-hmm. up a couple mm-hmm. games. Nice. What'd um, you buy? I bought Hammer Watch, the first one. You've never had Hammer Watch before? I have never had it. And oh my God, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. I, I played it for two hours yesterday, and yeah. uh, it really was like hitting that fix that I needed for a game because it's so easy to just pick up. And like, if you've ever played a game, you pretty much know how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really fun and refreshing, and I love the pixel art. And it kind of like makes me want to make a game like that. And I don't, I don't think it'd be like too terribly difficult to do something like that so i'll probably be playing that game a lot over the next couple of weeks trying yeah. to beat it and then you know it's one of those ones where you beat it with one class and you just want to beat it with the rest of them so kind of like risk of rain in that regard yeah risk of rain or uh dungeons of Dreadmore or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's so, cool man so i picked up, liked it yeah i picked up hammer watch i picked up the banner saga um which mm. uh god i've been wanting to play that for so long yeah i i've wanted it for a long time too and i decided to pull the trigger because it's never on sale for much more than 50 percent off and i think it was 60 percent off so i picked it up it has beautiful art because it's all yeah. like hand-drawn and it has that divinity style turn-based battle system Yep. which is pretty cool. Um, the game itself is pretty slow. I played it for like an hour this last week and it's kind of, it's almost like a text adventure game. Cause like you basically travel from city to city and you make camp and stuff like that. And there's like the visual interface of like clicking on the different sections of town and stuff like that. But all of the, Everything besides doing that and fighting is all just like conversation, like text dialogue. Um, yeah. Which is, it's okay. Um, I haven't gotten very far, so I'm waiting for it to ramp up. Like, I only had uh, two fights so far. So I feel like I'm hoping that comes more regularly because that's what I'm excited for and looking forward to. But uh, yeah, the artwork is just so good. It, yeah, it makes me want to keep playing it. So I got it in like a humble bundle or something a long time ago, and it was oh, it's so fun. Yeah, and then the I other should, thing I, I should play that more often. I've been like putting that off. Yeah, I don't. God, I don't need more games, but it's always tempting. So um, the other thing I got was to the moon. Uh, I nice. wanted to buy games that are pixel art um, that can help inspire me, and like I feel like I'm learning from it when i'm playing it so that's another one i've been wanting to play for a while so haven't haven't actually opened it yet but yeah so that was that was part of my week what else um oh the other thing that happened was so at the library um I, i don't know if i've like explicitly mentioned this but we had uh we got a grant that allowed us to Um, purchase some things like uh, the oculus rift and also kind of do some 
game development related stuff at at the library like to offer to the public so uh, I think I mentioned this but not directly that Dr. Argus has come up to the library and taught two Unity courses or like kind of workshops to the public which have been really successful Um, and then it must have been two weekends ago uh, Dylan Bennett also known as M. Boffin um, who's like a pretty notable Pico 8 developer like as a hobby Uh, yeah I contacted him and he came and led a workshop uh, at the library and I actually sat in on a lot of it Um, and it just like got me psyched on Pico 8 again Uh, it's nice yeah so like I sat through the interview like we got these cool Raspberry Pi setups where they have like the Raspberry Pi and it's built into this um, little like tablet type of screen. Yeah. And uh, so it's like this cool little setup we have going for it. And uh, so it was like a full classroom and everyone was getting stoked on it. And God, yeah, just watching, watching and hearing Dylan talk about it was like really inspiring. So um, the other the other thing that's happening at the library is that they're putting on a game jam. It's kind of like a, it's not the same as like our game jams. We have an itch page up uh, and people can join and submit their their games over a two week period um, just so that like our staffing hours, we don't have to have people like staffing a 48 hour period or something. Um, right. So as staff, we want to like have some entries just to kind of like get people like seeing what it's about, you know? So I've spent a little bit of time at work develop developing this little game in Pico eight that, uh, it's basically like a arcade style game where you have like, he almost looks like a little elf character, uh, who like goes around the screen and like picks up these coins and then, if you pick up all the coins, you just progress onto the next level. It's like super basic mechanics and stuff, but um, it's been really fun developing that and, and especially developing at work, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So God, I've, yeah, I got pretty stoked on that. Um, and I actually think that I might be doing the OMG jam using Pico eight. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I've been a little bit burned out on my game uh, lately like I've been having some imposter syndrome with uh like feeling like I don't know how to code and all this shit. Yeah. Uh so I've been kind of scaling back some of that on stream and like mostly doing artwork. And uh I don't know, like yesterday I I opened Unity and I like got to coding and I've been implementing these houses. I think I may have talked about this on the on the podcast. They're actually buildings. So eventually, like, when you sell enough lumber into the market in the game, uh, buildings start spawning and encroaching on your forest, basically. And so I've been working on that mechanic, trying to get it to work. And I kept having this problem where the buildings were spawning in the river as well. And I couldn't figure out why. And yesterday, I spent, like, an hour kind of tweaking this algorithm I, I was using. And I was, like, certain that I had made it better. And then it turned out that the code that I had written wasn't even being called. So like nothing that I had worked on for the past hour was even being reflected when I hit play in Unity. 
<laughs> and I didn't notice it. And it was because like I, I have been not coding consistently, so I forgot how the code worked. And uh, God, it was just making me feel bad. So I think um, I did end up fixing that bug, and, it, and now the buildings don't spawn on the river, which is cool. But I think having a little bit of a break, um, at least for the OMG jam, is gonna re-inspire me to to get back to it. Like even at work when I've been doing this Pico 8 stuff, it's been like, oh dude, this is so cool. Like I already feel like I'm way better at Pico 8. Like because I did the crash one of the crash jams with Pico 8 and I didn't finish because I didn't know what I was doing, and I was able to like build this like semi-complete game in just a couple of hours at work, um, and. So it's like it's re-inspiring. I hope that I get some vigor from doing that. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you guys have seen Tweet Carts, but if you haven't checked out Tweet Carts, just Google that. Um, people make like uh, these amazing Pico Eight like graphics almost using enough characters to fill out a tweet. So it's called a Tweet Cart. And like some of that stuff is crazy and it's all basically just using math, um, like a bunch of trigonometry and stuff. So I was experimenting with some of that, uh, over the last week, just like trying to get circles to draw on the screen, you know, like animating in a circle and stuff like that. And I was playing with, uh, like explosions or like blood splatter kind of a thing using Pico 8. And all it does is like spawn a whole bunch of circles all at all at a time kind of like a splatter and i got it all working so i'm i'm pretty stoked i I really do want to use pico 8 for the omg jam and see where it goes so anyways uh that was pretty much my week (laughs) i think i just covered all of my notes in the in the show notes for for what i was planning on talking about in 13 minutes <laughs> but that's what happens when you just hand me the wheel i'll just keep going so anyways how was your week dude <laughs> dude it was busy man uh like always talk, I, i'm think i'm just gonna institute a rule from now on going forward i can never say my week was busy <laughs> right but uh yeah man just did a lot of work um tried to read a lot to try and get oh, caught yeah. up on uh, our current book that we're reading for the book club, Enemies and Neighbors. How are you doing um, on that? I'm I'm a little far behind. I just uh, all I'm like two fifty. Okay. Um, I think I can finish it if we're yeah. not recording until like the first week of July. Yeah, I don't think but... we will just because we got OMG Jam this weekend and then yeah, whatever. So I've been trying to push hard on that too. That that was a lot of my week as well. Yeah. So. But anyway, um, yeah, we had a wedding yesterday, which uh, ended up being a lot of fun. It was a really beautiful wedding in the theater that I work at a lot, so that was kind of cool uh, to have that on stage and everything. And yeah, watched a bunch of movies too. This uh, over the since the last time we recorded, uh, me and Taylor were talking off the air. Watched all the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 um, and damn it, they're so good. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, also watched a couple horror movies. Um. One I we watched and I was thinking about you the whole time because it was shot like so well. Um, what was it? it <laughs> people might make fun of me, but it's this movie that came out a couple years ago called It Follows. 
Hmm. And I guess it didn't do very well when it came out because people thought it was stupid. And I will grant you the premise is kind of silly, but the movie is done really well and it's shot really well. And, and just the, the artistic choices that the director made were super interesting. So just to give you an idea, like this movie, it's about, uh, basically this de- demonic entity, this like demon type thing that follows you. It just follows you. It walks after you. And if it touches you, it'll kill you pretty much. Hmm. So you can outrun it. All this type of stuff. Um, and it spreads via sexual intercourse. So it's like an STD, basically. So, like, you can pass it on to the next person. But if that person dies, then the demon thing is going to come after you again. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, it was, sh- like, it was really weird because, I, like... I was trying to, we were trying to figure out when the movie was placed. And I realized like, I think it's, I ended up looking it up after the movie. I said, I think it's just like this artistic choice. Like the director is being like vague on purpose. And it turns out he was like, there's all of this weird stuff that makes you think it's like, Oh, it's in the seventies. Nope. Eighties. Is it the nur? And then you see like a modern car with like a touchscreen in it, you know? And like, so it's like really, and then like one girl, she's like, has this device. It looks like a freaking compact that like, a, you know, a woman uses for her makeup but, like, it's clearly, like, a cell phone, but, like, and she's, like, reading a book on it at one point, and she uses it as, like, a little flashlight at one point, but it's, like, a clamshell compact, like, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then there were some really, really, really just artistic um, um, shots and things like that that were done. Anyway, it was a really fun movie. The music was really well done. The person who did the music for the movie was the same who did the music for the game Fez, Oh, really? Yeah. So it had like a really fun, chill vibe to it. Man, I I really enjoyed the movie. It wasn't like the premise itself wasn't like the best, but it was really well done and executed, I think. Like, you know, it's like the perfect example of like kind of an idea that's sort of silly that if done well is great, right? Yeah. It's like it's like Jim Butcher says, like, ideas are a dime a dozen. What counts is how you execute it. Right. I think that's like a really good game dev lesson, too, because so many people get hung up on having like this this perfect idea. Well, I'm just waiting for my perfect idea. Um, but Jim Butcher, who wrote the Dresden files, which is my favorite book series. He, um, all the time. In fact, Dresden files and his second best selling, uh, novel series were, were pretty much stemmed from this idea that like ideas don't matter. Right. (laughs) In the codex of Alara, which is a second fantasy series, uh, somebody was like, okay, well, if ideas don't matter, then you should be able to combine any two ideas and make a gr- good book out of it. And he's like, I'll, sure, why not? So the guy picked Pokemon and the Lost Legion of the Roman Empire. <laughs> and he combined them to make this, like, epic fantasy series that is now, like, best-selling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, It Follows was really enjoyable. And then, oh, God, what else? Did we-, we watched another good one. Anyway, I can't remember what. I also started watching Legion, um, which... TV show, right? It's a TV show, and I didn't really know anything about it, but I saw a bunch of people who are not into genre television on Facebook when it came out saying, like, it's one of the best shows they've ever seen. And uh, anyway, I started watching it, and yeah, it's really good. It's it's kind of like a X-Men spinoff. 
about this character that has like schizophrenia or something. He pretty much like hallucinates, but he's also like one of the most powerful mutants to like ever live. (laughs) And anyway, it's super well done because it's like a lot of his like hallucinations and stuff are like, it's like a period piece where it like looks like it's like sixties decor and like all this stuff. And dude, anyway, it's really, um, I'm only a few episodes in, but I'm really, really enjoying it. It's like so well shot. The like story is intriguing and, um, yeah, yeah, it's just well done. I've heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. I just looked it up on IMDb. It has 8.4 out of 10, which is good. Yeah, dude, it's really good. And you would probably like it because it's not just like, I'm Thor. Let me beat you up with my hammer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I don't know why I called out Thor because Ragnarok is like the best um, Marvel movie. But anyway, but it's fun because it's like it is Marvel. It is like X-Men. But it's also, like, kind of unassociated a little bit. And, like, most people don't really, like, know the character, I feel like. So uh, it's kind of fun. I don't know anything about him. So it's really refreshing to be able to watch something and see how well it's done. And to have, like, such an unreliable narrator for the events, it's just interesting. Because you don't, <laughs> like, it's like you have an idea of what's going on, but then you also don't. So. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, I watched a movie, too. I forgot about this. But. Uh, we watched the movie The Disaster Artist. Have you seen mm. that? Not yet. I've been wanting to though. Yeah. So it's uh, James Franco and Dave Franco co-star in this movie called The Disaster Artist, where it's based off of a true story, um, which is basically chronicling the lives of these two guys that make the worst movie ever made, <laughs> and. It's this very odd dynamic because the main character um, in real life, his name is Tommy Wasso or something like that. Um, He's like this really odd guy. He has an accent and he's like super into acting. And this other guy like meets him at this like rehearsal kind of a thing, like acting rehearsal. And then they just like hit it off. and they move to LA and they like try to make it into business. Well, the guy, Tommy is, ends up being really rich and he like pays for the place that they live and all this stuff. And they're having trouble like finding gigs. So he decides that they're going to make their own movie and they end up making this movie called the room, which is a real movie. It came out in like 2003 and it's like known it's like a cult classic now it's known as like the worst movie ever made yeah uh, but it's this really funny movie that has some like a lot of drama but then the ending is just like so interesting and i won't spoil it but i i really enjoyed it and it was kind of cool seeing james franco and dave franco acting together yeah uh <laughs> And then also they had like support from the two real people in real life. So they were like part of the production, which was cool. So, yeah, they actually uh, just did an AMA like the other day on Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. The, uh, all of the actors that were in the original nice. uh, movie, well, uh, it was really weird because they were talking about how like, you know, people were asking a lot of questions about Tommy, like you know, what happened to him, blah, blah, blah. And people are just like, oh, like he actually thinks his movie 
Like, I mean, because it is successful. <laughs> like, yeah, it is, right. If you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's like that's all the affirmation that he needs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, my movie, The Room, it's really successful. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Whatever, you know? So well, it was weird to just see, like, how narcissistic he was through these people's eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll see that in the movie, but it's super interesting because, like, at the end of the movie, they talk about, like, in real life, no one knows, like, how old he is, where he's from, how he got all of the money that he actually has, yeah. um, and all this stuff. Like, he funded that movie, and I think they said it had a budget of, like, $50 million. And, <laughs> uh, and like, he did all these things that were completely unconventional. Like, he went to this place to, like, get the cameras, you know, and all the equipment for it. And they're like, well, what kind of camera do you want? You know, we'll like rent it out to you. And he's like, well, I want uh, film and digital. And they're like, well, no one does that. He's like, we're going to film both of them at the same time, (laughs) you know, like for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, okay, like if you have the money, we don't care. (laughs) So he's just really frivolous with it and stuff. But what was just mind blowing about it was, also, at the end of the movie, they take shots from the disaster artists and then they like juxtapose them next to the room. And they were like as close to identical as you could get. So, like, clearly the actors in The Disaster Artist spent a lot of time watching that movie, studying the movements of people in the different scenes that they were going to use. And, like, it was so impressive how how well synchronized it was it was pretty cool that is cool yeah so i highly recommend the disaster artist it's not like super funny movie it has funny parts um and it's you know kind of a drama but i've kind of decided after watching that that i would much rather watch something like that than like a blockbuster hit so yeah well blockbusters are designed for like a specific reaction yeah totally yeah which is like to go to the theater and see it and be just like inundated by yeah blown away (laughs) by the giant screen and the sound system and everything yeah 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 Yeah, totally so um yeah so that was good movie i think that was the only one we watched other i mean that and we've of course been watching more nature shows getting more depressed Yeah. (laughs) yeah absolutely man it's kind of fun i've been on kind of like a a like an horror movie oh that's the other horror movie i saw dude hereditary jesus christ anyways uh (laughs) in the same vein as like the witch and like baba duke um the freaking movie is super intense dude super intense and it's doesn't really rely on jump scares at all so it's like a it in my book it's like what i've been defining as true horror like literary horror in a sense Uh um God damn it. So it was really good. A lot of people hated it because they don't like movies like The Witch and stuff, but because it's a slow burn and the reward comes at the very end, you know? I love slow burns. I don't really like horror, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I truly think you would like the movie The Witch. I think I I would, too. I just think I just can't recommend it. Like, the ending, in my opinion, is one of the best payoffs I've ever gotten in a movie. Me, personally. Yeah. Um, well, you did, uh, I don't know if it was in Japan or before, but you and Bailey, like, asked me and Alia if we were going to watch it, and we were like, probably not, 
and so then you gave us like a shot by shot. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. Out of it, so I know what happens, and I yeah. I can appreciate the story. It sounds really good. I just don't it know is. if I could handle like the trauma of watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horrific. Hereditary is a little worse. Like oh, I don't know, geez. they're both kind of bad, but uh, bad in the sense of like, yeah, the trauma. <laughs> yeah, it just like throws at you. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, really wild. And then, but I've been on this horror movie kick for some reason, and especially indie horror movies, dude. Like I was like, it follows. It's such a really good job with this idea. And then we watched this other one called The Invitation, and um, the ending alone was super. It's like one of those that had like a real fun, satisfying ending, like where this little detail that meant absolutely nothing when you when you were watching the movie kind of halfway through mm-hmm. like had huge repercussions for like the world in which this movie takes place <laughs> i don't know dude i was just so satisfied with the ending it's kind of a cheesy movie and honestly like wasn't the best but i think the ending alone i was just like okay this gets a thumbs up from me like nice. it's called the invitation it's on netflix anybody's anyway goddamn we've been talking about movies for 30 minutes well you know what this is funny i w- i just had this like epiphany so, like, before we started Game Dev's Quest, we've said this before, we were making movies together. Yeah. And we yeah. we kind of wanted to have this, like, movie podcast. And you know what? Like, we have it. It's this. Yeah. We, do, we do as much about movies as we do about Game Dev. Absolutely. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think is pretty cool. Like, I love movies. I don't watch them enough anymore, but I do like dissecting them. And we do that a lot on this, sh- on this show. So, great work, Rhett. We're also Film Devs Quest. <laughs> Film Devs Quest. I love it. Yeah. FDQ. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about something else that I did this week. It was like the only free time that I had other than... Some of the movies, I guess, I watched a bunch of, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's also talk about the challenges uh, at some point. Okay, but you go ahead. So uh, the other night, I had a few hours free, and I've had this game in my library for a while called Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Holy shit! <laughs> this game is amazing. I don't know if um, I know it. The gameplay itself. I think is a little weak, but for a narrative journey, this game has been blowing my mind nonstop. The sound design, the narrative, and like the, the like level design and like the art direction is just so amazing. And it's funny because I think Banner Saga is North is Norse mythology, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Okay, so so is so is Sinuous Sacrifice. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Holy at it. shit! The graphics are insane. I I streamed probably like two hours of this the other night. If you ever just like want to, I think it's on my VOD mm-hmm. uh, stuff. If you want to look at it later, but dude, it's uh, the opening is just okay. So the the reason I bought the game. Is because I was reading a review of it, and the review basically was like, Sinuous Sacrifice gets mental illness right. Oh. Basically, it said it's like the most accurate depiction of mental illness in a game. Mm-hmm. And so the game opens with Senua just rowing a boat through this like foggy lake, and there's a voice 
narrating to her. And it's really confusing because sometimes Senua is talking and sometimes there's a voice talking to you about Senua, but it is Senua's voice. And then the game's really trippy. I'm glad I played it with headphones because I wasn't going to. I was like, I want to enjoy the cinema, the cinematic experience of this game. But I was like, I, I want headphones. Let's just see what it's like. Well, anyways, there's like nonstop voices talking to you in the game. And they're basically like, you always have these voices that are like, you're stupid. You suck. You're going the wrong way. You're an asshole. And then the other voice is like, uh, the other voice is like, are we going the right way? Is this the right way? Yeah, you're going the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's like a dozen voices talking to you at once sometimes. It's like wow. really trippy. Yeah, I just see a quote. It says, uh, "Your game made me cry because it showed it. It showed it was possible to understand me." Yeah, <laughs> it's so beautiful, but dark and horrifying. And I can't recommend this game enough. Like I've probably played it for like four hours, and I'm I think I'm nearing up to the end. I don't remember. I think the review I read said it probably took like six and a half hours to beat or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. This one. I'm watching this video on Steam um, that was all user-submitted stuff, and this one person said that they have they have mental illness and they overheard their brother saying that they were ashamed of of them. And then it says, after this game, he turned to me and said he was sorry. You got a message across that I never could, which is pretty dude. Cool. Pretty cool. That's so beautiful. Like yeah. the, the game is so profound, dude, and it's like. The the game is about her traveling, so it's Nor- Norse mythology, mm-hmm. and she's basically traveling to, I guess, Helheim, which is uh, where Hela, you know, the goddess of death, resides, mm-hmm. and and who is also the main bad guy in Thor Ragnarok. Um, and she's going there, I think, because, like, her, like, lover or whoever died or was taken there or something i have no i like i don't know it's hard to unravel some of it but so she's just like rowing this boat like through this foggy lake to like go to the realm of the gods to go to the underworld to like rescue her her lover's soul and she is constantly bombarded with like some of the most like emotional heavy hitting trials you know it's it's like all of this stuff that's happening to her, it's like one test after another of like her emotional integrity and mental integrity. And she's like, sometimes she's hallucinating. Like one of the opening scenes, she walks up to this thing and her body just like burns alive. And it's one of the like most intense things I've ever seen in a game. Cause you're watching her like skin melt off. And then Senua walks up and she sees the corpse and it was like, Oh shit. Is that like a glimpse into my future? <laughs> you know, it's like, Dude, it's it's wild. And I the art direction alone, I can't say it enough. It's like it's dark, dude. It's cool. It's yeah, very it, um god, I don't know. It looks like a film is all I can say. It does, man. And yeah. what's cool is like so you have this vision of like, you know, if if anybody has watched Thor Ragnarok, you have this vision of what Surtur looks like, who is the guy that Thor fights at the beginning and beats the shit out of to stop Ragnarok. Well, in this game, at one point, you have to fight Surtur. He's the god of flame and he's going to consume the nine realms in fire and all of this stuff when it comes time to Ragnarok. Um, and he's going to invade Midgard, you know, the realm of the gods, the realm of Odin with the fire giants and all this shit. Well, you have this depiction of what he looks like from watching Thor Ragnarok, but then you play Senua's Sacrifice, and 
it's like the depiction of him in this is just so like i don't know dark you know it's, it's done so well like I don't know, man. It reminds me of, of like, Nordic mythology, the way that, like, Neil Gaiman would write it, you know, oh, or, like, yeah. someone just a little darker even, maybe. Yeah, um, it is. it does look super dark, and, like, yeah, I, I'm blown away by the graphics, but, like, also, there's four videos on the Steam page, and they really just highlight a lot of the things that um, it seems like this game is about, so I've wishlisted it. It... What's crazy is like the graphics are so good. Like the person, the main character, like looks like a real person. Like it looks yeah. like they took a picture of almost like uh, what's her name, Charlize Theron. Did I say her name right? Yeah, yeah. She kind of looks like her in a way. Like it reminds me of um, the new Mad Max movie. Like the way she looks in that. Yeah, but that's um, really cool, yeah, man. Dude. Yeah, I this mo- the game is just like oh, it's and then like the sound design, man, it takes you there. At some points there's this like it, and it's so wild because sometimes she's talking to a character in a flashback, but she's like looking at the camera. Yeah. And she's speaking directly to you. Right. But she's talking like at one scene she's like talking to her dad, who apparently is like this abusive fuckwit. And she's looking at you and speaking about all these horrible things that like you're doing but then there's like a voice talking back to her and all this stuff and it's so trippy and then there's sometimes you're just walking around and then like all of a sudden like a tree will like have an eye that like opens up and it's just looking at you and then everything has these eyes that open up and it's just looking at you <laughs> it's so fucking trippy dude i cannot recommend this game enough though That's i awesome. will say the gameplay leaves a little bit to be desired but the reward doesn't come from the gameplay yeah it's about like, the story and the experience yeah i will say i, I do totally have a behind. pretty big problem with like the puzzle solving in this game but you know if you can figure out the puzzles better than me like kudos to you you Are know they, like you will enjoy the or? fuck out of this game uh yeah they're <laughs> they're challenging and there's like not I mean, there's enough clues now that I'm familiar with it to figure out how to do it. But like, so there's like one, I can't remember the God's name, but you go to his realm to fight him and he's the God of illusion. And you pretty much have to go through these gates to find him. And as you go through these gates, it alters your reality. So you might be walking through this thing and you have to get up into this tower, but the stairway to this tower is broken. So then you solve all these other puzzles and then you have to walk through this gateway. And as you look through the gateway, it's like portal status. You can see the tower. And if you look through the gateway, you can see that there's a stairway that now lets you walk up to the tower. But if you move to the left and don't look through the gateway, the stairs are broken. You move back into the gateway and look through, the stairs are there. So then you walk through and now you are in the reality where the stairs exist. <laughs> and if you walk back through the gate, the stairs are gone. So, like, sometimes you walk through a gate and you're, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, oh, what did this change? But then you can't find it. So, you, like, walk back through the gate, but then you're in the reality that doesn't have what needs to be changed changed yet. <laughs> and then you're, like, well, fuck. And then you go back through the gate. <laughs> and then it's, like, oh, there it is. And then you figure it out. So, it's, like, you trick yourself into, like, toggling on and off these things that you don't need. Um that was kind of hard maybe that's the Um, the whole maybe that's related to like the whole kind of 
being in your own mind thing, you know? Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's some puzzles that are like solved by following sounds that were like, I'm glad I had headphones on for. Like there's this one, one where the God of illusion, you have to, you have to figure out which one's real based on the sounds. Oh, uh, that's cool. the real one is like, yeah. yeah, the real one is making sounds and the other one isn't, but you can see them both and it's like hard. <laughs> and then, you know, then there's another one where you're in this like labyrinth type prison thing and, uh, and your boyfriend is like howling in pain because he's being tortured and you have to follow the correct path based on where the sound is coming from. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And then what's hard about that too, is like, it seems like, I don't know. It's, it was kind of confusing because I think the labyrinth thing, as you're going through, you like light a torch in one room and then you look in the other ones and the torches are already lit and you haven't been there yet. But like, it's because they're like mirror images of the room with like tiny details off to give you clues on which, like which one is the right path. (laughs) It's like, it's confusing as fuck, dude. But like I said, like the game captures this idea of like mental illness, like so beautifully and so tragically at the same time. Right. Dang, dude. Like, it's narratively and artistically, I w- would say it's like a 10 out of 10. Dang. Yeah, so far. I haven't beat it yet, but. That's awesome, man. Well, good. Sounds like we both had some good gaming experiences this week. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, let's move on to uh, challenges. Yeah. Did you complete your challenge? Uh, I did, yeah. I don't really actually feel like there's much notable to talk about, to be honest. Um, no, it was lame as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so my challenge was to follow the coverage of the Trump and North Korea summit. And <laughs> like, I didn't do a lot of work on this. I spent like probably 20 or 30 minutes like watching some things and reading some things. And it basically yeah. amounted to like they met and talked, but they don't have anything like really guaranteed. Like, like I think Kim Jong-un said that he was going to work towards, like, disarmament or whatever, but, like, didn't guarantee anything or whatever. And a lot of people were actually saying that Trump was, like, giving away a lot. Like, he actually, we got the worst end of the deal. Like, can, yeah, you know, like, we are stopping the military coordinations or whatever, like, the... Um, practice military drills with south korea and like north korea is literally doing nothing and they also were saying that like kim jong-un it was it was the farthest away from home he has ever been was singapore yeah and like when he got there he was like treated so like a celebrity like so well like everyone was wanting to like take pictures of him and meet him and all this stuff and then it's like oh yeah by the way like he's done some really horrible things to his own people. Uh, don't forget that fact. And, you know, Trump is like, Oh, he's a great guy, <laughs> you know? So I don't feel like it was even, I mean, yeah, it was historic that um, a sitting U S president and the leader of North Korea, like met for the first time in like 20 years or whatever, but I don't know. Not, we'll have to just see what happens. Like it's probably yeah. good for our relations because, you know, we're actually talking, but like there wasn't like any kind of set in stone things, you know? So, and all, I mean, you almost kind of wonder too, like one of the things was uh, Trump 
accidentally like said something that could have been construed as like him teasing Kim Jong Un about his weight. <laughs> <laughs> he said something like they're taking pictures of of them too, and he said like, "Now make sure that you know you get us looking handsome and thin." <laughs> and then they showed Kim Jong Un's face, and he was like, "The hell." <laughs> so it makes you kind of wonder like trump is just such a loose cannon that you never know like he might say something yeah. that like completely offends the other person and then we end up uh worse off so anyways that was yeah. my challenge it wasn't very notable but it was it was kind of nice um watching the news again but also kind of nice like stop stopping paying attention again <laughs> yeah so yeah um and my challenge was to do like at least two hours or something of uh of some click team uh practice and i did complete it nice. i didn't finish the tutorial but i plan on finishing it today um cool. and just uh like kind of messing around and just seeing uh just exploring some of the more f- features on my own and stuff this week gearing up to omg jam yeah. um i'm feeling pretty good about it so i'm looking forward to actually uh I don't know, having an excuse to just screw around all day, all weekend, and see what I can come up with. So Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so what's um like speaking of OMG Jam, you guys will hear this after OMG Jam uh has happened. Yeah. But let's talk strategy. Um I mentioned I'm gonna be doing Pico eight, um, which is nice because it's all self contained. Like I have like, well, first of all, sprites are tiny, so I don't have to spend too much time on the art. Uh, Coding is Lua, which I'm not super familiar with, but I've had a little bit of refresher and practice this week. Um, And then music and sound effects are all there. So I really am not too worried. I almost am wondering if I'm going to have like extra time, which is probably not going to be true, but it makes me feel like I don't have to like scramble and worry too much you know but uh what's what's your strategy are you like do you do you have a lot of the weekend off to like just dedicated to this or uh, yeah uh yeah i have most of the weekend and it's going to be helpful um bailey's going to be uh on call that weekend we kind of planned it that way so nice. um you know hopefully there's not too many distractions on that front nice um, yeah, and then yeah, the only thing is on Saturday, like unfortunately, I, I do have to go do some work for like three hours or something like that. But I have all day Friday, and I'm hoping to like get a really solid foundation and direction for what I want to do, and then um, be able to start implementing just some like you know extra features and design and stuff on Saturday, and finish it up on Sunday. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I, somehow so uh, Ali is actually house sitting. <laughs> on this weekend and like that wasn't planned at all it just came up like maybe two weeks ago and so she's like i'm gonna stay over there for for most of the weekend like should i just leave you alone <laughs> or or what should we do and i'm like well i want to hang out with you some but i am gonna be working on this she's like well just text me and we'll figure it out it's like <laughs> Normally, I always feel like kind of bad because it's like kind of putting a strain on on home life or whatever whenever we do a game jam just because I'm like glued to the computer for all hours of the day. But um, I think this will be good. I'm taking Friday off, 
which is nice. And then I have to go in to work on Saturday because I have, there's a couple things that are, had been scheduled for the 30th that I wasn't really aware of. So I got to work on Saturday, which sucks, but then I have Sunday off again. So I'll have enough time to, uh, hopefully finish, but nice. I'm excited, dude. It's been a while. Like, I don't know that I've done a game jam outside of like the first couple months doing the one game a month stuff this year. Yeah. Um, that, and then the, the other OMG jam. So I'm like really ramped up and pumped for this one. Yeah, um, I am too. I've got a good, I got some good vibes. Me too. Yeah. And we're getting people trickling in like now, now it's happening every, every day I wake up and I look at the, how it's doing. And we always have like eight, eight or so people each day. So we're up to 80 people right now, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm hoping we get, get a bunch of, a uh, bunch of entries. It's cool to have a lot join, but I want to beat that 42 number. Uh, 42 is the number of games we had submitted last time. So hopefully you guys out there are making strides, finishing your games. Even if you don't complete a game, you should submit it. But are you planning on streaming? Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I probably. Ju- I think I kind of just planned on working in isolation. But well, we should talk and some music. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, we should. Yeah, we can stay in touch and talk and yeah. Yeah. Want to see how we're yeah. how we're doing? <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, this will be our first game jam apart. I know. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> But who knows? Maybe we'll both really enjoy it, and uh, OMG Jam Five. We'll do like, I don't know. We'll separate. We'll have some bets and stuff. Competition. Hell yes, son! <laughs> if this game jam goes well with Pico Eight, I'm almost kind of thinking that I I might just stick with, with Pico Eight for game jams. Um, it's kind of I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm on a high from it. It's just fun. It's like so self-contained makes me feel like less worried about you know having to do all this like asset creation and stuff um and it's that whole idea of like working under limitations you know yeah plus like if you look at some of those games on splore in pico a it's like what people made that like yeah there's some amazing games in pico a so yeah i'm excited me too this is going to be good. And also, if you did sign up and you submitted a game and all that sort of stuff, we want to thank you very deeply. Um, and if there's anything that you can think of for us to improve uh, OMG Jam, let us know. Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but you know, if you have any like reasonable, constructive criticism, we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, we plan on continuing honest- OMG Jam, so... Uh, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the whole point is to just have a very, very low barrier of entry to a game jam because i think uh the idea of game jams is like the idea of like a jam in general it's like one of my favorite things right like we talked about this before like the film jams or whatever yeah like this idea of completing a movie in a weekend is awesome this idea of completing a game in a weekend is awesome yeah i love the idea of just blitzing and vomiting out creativity and content and just going with it because I think the beauty of this type of art is that, like, you don't, you know, people say it all the time, but it's like, if, if you only worked when you're inspired, you're, you're never going to get anything done. Yeah. So sit down, buckle up, and just regurgitate everything you know into this craft, 
and just do your best. And, um, you know, I know it's already over, but here's the thing. Um, you know, if you uh, made a game or got close to making a game, congratulations, you did it. Uh, you did something cool. And now all you got to do is just keep doing that. Um, you know, just uh, let the craft flow forth from your <laughs> your whirling fingers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, what? Just remember that feeling of completing something even at the end when you're just like, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a couple things about game jams in general that I think are are just really beneficial. One is that you are setting aside a big bulk of time and dedicating it to game development. Like for yeah. me, you know, I've been trying really hard throughout throughout the last year or so to like commit to learning game development and practicing my skills, you know, throughout the week. And it, it, because I work full time, it just is like it trickles in. I can do an hour here, an hour there whatever with this you get this huge bulk of time that you spent it's almost like a boot camp that you're giving yourself and you get a product at the end of it you know so it's like you might spend 12 hours a day for two days that's 24 hours of time like dedicating yourself to learning but also like um demonstrating that you've learned something into this game you know so i feel like it's really valuable for gaining some of those skills like you're guaranteed to learn something by by practicing and doing this you know it's like you've taken off the training wheels you're not just doing a tutorial you're actually putting what you know into practice and you know when you do that you always run into hurdles and you basically just have to like google your way out of it so you're gonna learn something by doing a game jam the other thing that i I like about it is if you do multiple game jams, like if you do, you know, a couple game jams a year, I guarantee that you're going to see progress. Like we always talk about the iceberg, our first game jam. It was like, (laughs) we barely did anything. And we spent so long trying to figure, figure out how things worked. But we made something at the end of it. And then, you know, Absolutely. The, the next time we did a game jam, what was our second game? Was it Maximum the Rollerball? I think it was Maximum. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Maximum which... the Rollerball. Which, wow, that was so much better than the Iceberg game. Yeah, you know? dude. And you know what's cool? We should revisit Maximum the Rollerball. We should add new maps. God, I we know. We should, like, create a single player mode. Yeah. That, w- that was a cool one. Yeah. And, you know, like, God, I bet you looking back at that, like, a lot of those concepts that I struggled with for doing the code or whatever, I bet you that now it wouldn't be as crazy to me. You know, like, I remember using the look at function, which I had never used before in Unity. And now it's like, oh, yeah, that, like, obviously I would use that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, like, it's kind of a way of measuring your progress as well. Right, like you start maybe OMG Jam Four is your first game jam. You you finish a game. By the time OMG Jam Five comes around, like compare the two and see like see how much you've progressed. I bet you there's going to be something noticeable in there. Um, so that's another thing I like. But also I really like that it like gets people hyped about game development. Like whenever right. I'm done with a game jam, I'm freaking exhausted. But yeah. 
I've created a game in a couple days that I didn't have before, you know? Right. And now it's like... It's I, a good type of exhaustion, right? It's yeah. like going to the gym. Right. And like, you hit that treadmill and you're running and you're like, okay, I'm going to do 20 minutes on the treadmill. But then you, you that 20-minute timer beeps and you're like, fuck it, five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get that five minutes done and you're like, oh! And you're like pounding your chest. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I heard this quote the other day that I actually really liked. Uh, I was talking about doing a workout and it was uh you're an hour away from a better mood well guess yep. what guys you're a game jam away from a better mood <laughs> i think so and you know what's funny is that's like su- that's super true like i was talking to taylor before before the podcast about depression and stuff like that and i've been feeling off and on like very very depressed a lot lately and one of the changes i made recently is uh that i was going to start um I was going to start working out every day, no matter what. And, uh, I'm, yeah, granted, I'm only 11 days in now, but, um, I bet you already feel better though. Dude. Well, that's what I was talking about before. It's like, before we last podcast, I was super, super depressed. And now like the last five, six, seven days has just been like really great. I don't, and, and I think it is because of just simply the act of like getting that blood pumping. It's like, I, I, one morning I woke up with a headache, like, and I thought it was gonna, like, I don't know, maybe this is dumb, but I get really bad migraines too. And I thought like it was gonna be a migraine. Cause that's generally what it is, like, when I wake up with a headache. And, uh, and it was a bad one, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hit the treadmill and I'm just do, you know, I'll do like five minutes of like a slow kind of speed walk type thing. And then after that, I'll bump it up. I'll get to a jog. And then after that, I'll bump it up for a run. And then I'll just do five minutes of like sprinting as fast as I can. And I did that. And it's like, you know, my head hurt a lot kind of at first. But then by the time I was done, it's like it just didn't anymore, you know? Yeah. And I just felt like, yeah, that triumph, you know? It was one of those things where it was like, all right, I'm going to sprint as hard as I can this long. And then I let the timer go like another 90 seconds. And I was like, oh, and it felt amazing. It was fun. <laughs> and I don't know. I've been doing that coupled with uh, yoga, of course, again, nice. back into that. So it's been feeling really good. And um, yeah, it's just uh, I think the physical activity coupled with like that medita- that like meditative trance you get into when you just let the rhythm of running take you away. And yeah, man, that's uh, awesome. it's been it's been a good 10 days, 11 days or so. So you bet it, man. The, the longer you keep it up, the more you develop that habit. And then all of a sudden yeah. one day you you know you don't work out and you're like what the heck like i gotta yeah. go go work out <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. it was like, the one day i will say i didn't actually work out was uh this saturday but i did i went uh, me and bailey went out and uh, we hiked all day so oh, see, i think that, it counts, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> see i've been a little bit bad lately my workouts have basically consisted of commuting to work via bike um nice you know which isn't like the hardest workout but it's like it's better than nothing. Oftentimes I'll bike to work and then when I get home, me and Alia will go for like an hour walk. You know, so it's not like I'm not going hard, but I, I Still, justify it, it as being like it's better than nothing. But you're definitely yeah, making I, me want to like go out for a run or something right now. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, I'm only on the treadmill right now. But my goal is because I live by Minto Brown Park here in Salem, which is oh, just nice. amazing Yeah, yeah. Uh, for running. So uh, my goal is to get back out there. I just I want to be able to uh, run comfortably, you know, because I'm a fat ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not, but but I am out of shape. And uh, you know, the yoga was helping, but then I stopped after I broke my ribs. 
And um, mm, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm not conditioned really. So my goal is to get my conditioning up to the point where I can go run outside and not look like a sloppy asshole. <laughs> um, so, and I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. My, uh, it's getting easier every time I hit that treadmill or, or I hit the jump rope the other day, which was kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah. Um, nice. but yeah, so that's, yeah. What I wanted to say too, is that, uh, I have a friend, she's, uh, she's about our age, I think, but she's married to somebody who's about 15 years older than her. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't know that he's older. He actually looks younger than us. <laughs> well, in a way. I mean, he looks about our age, but he's also, like, he looks very, very vital, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, vital? Is that the right well, word? Yeah, I get what you mean. I don't know if it's the right word. I think it is. Uh, <laughs> he looks very vital. Full of life. Yeah. Um. Yes. Full of energy. Lively. Thank you, uh, Google. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I asked him, like, what his secret is, and he goes, oh, I just, I just bike everywhere. I bike to work. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I used to work in Wilsonville from Salem and he would bike to oh Wilsonville. God, that's back. crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's like what? 30 some miles. It's a long <laughs> drive and yeah. not to mention bicycling. Yeah. Wow. I was like, how'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I just biked on the side of the highway, not the freeway, mind you, the yeah. highway. Um, wow. And that's a he long still bikes. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's a, it's like, well, it's good for, for multiple things like you get out and you exercise you get to see nature you also are not polluting it's like all good things so yeah i i mean i take the bus every every day when i'm not biking and you know it's not like the bus isn't gonna run if i don't take the bus but either way like you feel like you're accomplishing more than one thing if you bike right you know i I agree yeah you know and the bus isn't that bad like uh there was a guy my father-in-law bought a motorcycle from, and this motorcycle got about 50, 60 miles to the gallon. So it's, like, pretty efficient Yeah. Um, as far as older motorcycles go. But the guy ended up selling it because he did the math on motorcycling to work every day or taking public transportation. Mm-hmm. And he discovered that by taking the bus to work, he was actually, like, reducing his carbon footprint by, like, half <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, and and if it's going to happen regardless, I mean, right. you're just adding to that by taking any form of uh, transportation that emits, you know? Right. So, yeah, totally. I like that idea a lot. And that's like, if we ever move, like, that's, that's going to be something that I factor in. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to have to drive, you know, an hour to work a day. Like, yeah. first of all, it's just a huge time suck. But second of all, it's like so much, well, gas money, but also pollution. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, uh, I really wish we had some better public transportation infrastructure over here, yeah, but we totally. don't. So. That's a problem Someday. with living in a, a wide expanse of land, you know? I know, yep. man. Yep. But we could solve it by just, I don't know, having trains, tracks and God, stuff right? and affordable train tickets and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of of that, I know we're out of time. Uh, so yesterday, like my day ended up getting kind of messed up a little bit um, because <laughs> I was editing the podcast, which for whatever reason I was being like particular or whatever, and I was going to my old way, taking a long time, like editing out 
you know, all the little sounds that I don't like. And yeah. so that was taking a while. But then I, I talked about the Ocean Foundation and yeah. I wanted to link it in the show notes. So like I listen and I said like, okay, go to oceanfdn.org forward slash calculator. So I go there and it brings me to this site that like starts downloading shit. Oh and, boy. And it's like, you're infected, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, F. <laughs> uh, so I like save the podcast really quick because I had been editing it at the same time. And then I just shut <laughs> my computer off and I pull it back up and run a bunch of virus scans and like nothing was found. So it's fine. But I was like, damn it. I said that in the podcast. Now, if anyone goes there, <laughs> why don't you just delete it? Well, so I, I didn't delete it, but I put a little note in there that said like, Hey, if you go to this website, like don't do it, just Google it. Cause for whatever reason, like, why did you just cut out the link? When you it, talk? it didn't flow. Well, if I tried it and it didn't flow well. So anyway, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but so that reminded me, like, since we we're talking about it, uh, if you guys do commute a lot, you should check that out. I'm going to, I got to plug it again. <laughs> Like go to that website where you get viruses and try to donate money. No, yeah. Uh, Google Taylor made the website and it's yeah. got a bunch of ransomware. So yeah. just save yeah. yourself the trouble and just put five dollars into his PayPal account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, consider if you guys um, commute a lot, consider uh, doing one of those things like the seagrass planting where they try and yeah. offset your emissions because that seagrass will suck up all that CO two. Mmm, suck it up. Yeah. So. Oh, also, I went to the Japanese gardens in Portland. I, I'll we'll sign off with this. Yeah. I went to the Japanese gardens in Portland uh, in the Hoyt Arboretum, and uh, it was just convincing enough that I believed that I was in Japan until wow. a bunch of white people stopped uh, in the middle of the trail and blocked it and wouldn't move, oh despite God. when I asked, "Excuse me." Yeah. So there you go. Also, so yet the other day we were walking out in Alton Baker Park, and these two white girls were like, they decided to literally have a picnic in the middle of you know those like running paths oh, they have no. like yeah they literally white people get a grip <laughs> <laughs> they literally sat in the middle of the freaking path like with a little blanket on the ground and were eating like covering the path what like what compels you to do that did they have pumpkin spice lattes? Probably. I don't know. I, I, I saw a runner like run. He was like running and then he kind of like stopped for a second and was like, not sure what to do, but I guess I'll like run through Nate near like the, you know, the bushes on the side. Like what? Thanks, people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's make some challenges, Rhett, uh, real quick before we sign off. My challenge is... Yeah is for you to complete the omg jam <laughs> is that thank you yeah that's a no that's a true challenge i do believe that it's going to take some uh mental willpower for me to power through it i don't think it's going to be very easy for me to be honest you what um, you think it's going to be easy or you don't i don't think it's going to be easy for okay. me okay well every time you think about quitting think about this moment and say Am I really willing to fail my challenge? 
There you but go. you know me, Taylor. I hate failing at anything. So <laughs> unless I can write it off as just me not caring, in yeah. which case I'm fine failing. No. Well, <laughs> you should care about this. We're hosting, man. We got to represent. I, I am honestly, I'm going to give it a 105% of my effort. Hell when I yeah. think about quitting, I'm going to call you up and I'm going to be like, Taylor. I need You're help. Be like, Don't quit, bro. Yeah. I'll be like, okay. And then I'm going to hang up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my challenge to you, Taylor, is um, I want you to refuel your your artistic fuel tanks by by exploring art in some other mediums. I know you've been doing pixel dailies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can carry a little notebook with you and you can do like a doodle. Or, or write a poem, write some song lyrics. Maybe you can hop on uh, beatbox or whatever and uh, and uh, make a tune. You know, I want you to uh, not necessarily. I don't want you to dedicate like any real serious amount of time, but like you know, uh, maybe like ten minutes a day or something like that. Just explore art in another medium other than uh, you know. I will say like video game. Uh, pathways, right? So, like, I'm not saying don't do pixel dailies, but like, maybe take your pixel daily challenge and like draw it on uh, on paper, right? Or like sketch dailies, I guess is what that would be. Okay. Um, or like I said, poems, uh, song, like thumbnails of art. I want you to just explore other mediums, and if you can think of a medium that I didn't say, even better. What's that one thing that Fry does, where he like plays that? Recorder yeah, thing. yeah. The flute. Oh wait, the uh, is it the flutophone or uh, wait, flutophone? What the hell? I don't know what it's called. Uh, I'll work um, on that though. Yeah, it's the uh, holophoner. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just work um, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Writing a sweet, epic holophoner uh, opera would be badass. <laughs> that is one of the best episodes of Futurama. So. I really like that one. Um. Anyways. Let's wrap this thing up, Rhett. What are our links? Oh, sculpting. There's another good oh, one. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate you hanging with us through Game Devs Quest. This is our pre-OMG Jam uh, energy bolsting episode. And, of course, it's going to come after the fact for you guys. We're nearing on episode 69, the coveted episode number that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, just kidding. I'm being serious, but just kidding. <laughs> if you guys want to join our conversations, you can do so over on our Discord channel, which is a great place right now. It's alive with talk of dysentery, with talk of <laughs> OMG Jam, with talk of of 3D printing and video game making, and uh, looks like, I don't know, Star Wars memes Dude, right now. Also, also some bread rolls. By uh, the way, today <laughs> I got the I got the first um, warning ever on, on the um, server when I tried to use the at everyone. It said like, hey... Like, wait a second, you're going to be sending this uh, notification to over 200 people. Are you sure you want to continue? (laughs) Yeah, we have like 200 plus, 229 or something people in there. And I think it's mostly because a bunch of people are coming in from the OMG Jam site, which is cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Nice. So it's a we gotta look at some ways to bolster this this, uh, server up so that we can like have more specific targetings than just everyone. Yeah, totally. It's a good idea. Um, we'll talk about that later. Yep. But uh, come join our Discord. It is bit.ly forward slash GDQ 
Discord. If you want to tweet at us, you can do so. We are at Game Devs Quest. And of course, if 280 characters is not enough, you can write us a letter, write us an email, write us some hate mail. We are ABC. Uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> GDQ yeah. at AirPodcast.com. So sorry. Um, Got the book club on my mind. Yeah, dude. And um, if you guys want to support us financially, please do so. We are partnered with uh, Humble Bundle. And you can uh, pretty much use this link and buy anything on Humble Bundle, whether it be a bundle, whether it be the monthly uh, shipment, or from their store. And that link is bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen Humble. And uh, you can use that link within 24 hours of uh, clicking it. And anything that you buy... A uh, little portion goes to uh, support us financially. Um, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash airpodcast. And uh, yeah, come join OMG Jam. Sign up. Uh, you can go to gamedevsquest.com to find the sign up link on itch.io. And uh, sign up. Do your best. Find some partners over on our Discord channel, all that sort of thing. Um, we are gearing up for a real fun weekend. That's right. I think that does it, man. It does. Yeah, I'm Taylor. I'm Rhett. Cue that music. Oh, yeah.